Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. We're going to be chatting about September 13th through the 19th. Friday the 13th. Woo! Ah. I have wet pants. It's a, Josh wet his pants. Oh, He's God. so excited about Friday the 13th. I left the house and it was not raining. Sure. And the weather network, which is always a lie, was like cloudy. And I got about halfway here and the skies opened up. And then, did it stop raining when you were getting ice? Uh, it was doing that little, like, you know, spitting. You yeah, know. so it perfectly rained on me in the five minutes it took me to bike here. Man. Uh, so I've got wet pants. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, my pants are so wet, and it didn't rain at all the whole time I was biking. It's and like, then I'm going to go watch the kitchen, and if our air conditioning is still going, I'll oh get God. pneumonia. So it's, like, warmer in here. Actually, I should turn that off, probably. Right? Just for yeah. you. It's, like, cold outside. Yeah. Know? It's, like, winter now. People are going to complain. Time to put up the Christmas tree. There's always something to complain about. So, Eric and I realized that last week, without Andrew's supervision, we were blathering on about a subject. Yeah. And when I was editing it, it seemed like three hours. But it was really only <laughs> like three or four minutes. But we should have prefaced it, if anybody's listening back to back, with Lee went on TV and was asked about the future of 20th Century Fox. Slash film in general, I guess, for us. Yeah. So that's what we were talking about. Because everyone's asking us. Though. Yeah. Right. Instead, we just kind of complained for three minutes and then moved on. And I was like, we didn't say anything. Because no, we were like, you know, Lee was talking about it. And it's like, yeah, and we don't even know. And it's like, true, we don't even know. You know, and then this, and yeah. it just went on. <laughs> we kind of interrupted ourselves from saying the subject at hand. Which is almost better, I think. If you listen to it now, having known yeah. that, it's much funnier. But... And regular listeners probably knew what we were talking about. But it was so funny. Like, it's one of those mistakes you make. And then, like I said, I'm sitting there editing, and I'm like, wait a minute, we didn't say what we were talking about. I would think we would do that more, almost like with geeky stuff that we're all familiar with, but that we were just like, yeah, yeah, no, it's so good. It's like, yeah, and that part, oh, the parts, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Nobody knows. Or talking about something visual and not, you know, like holding up a comic book and saying, (laughs) I really like this one. (laughs) We have done that before, too, and I'm like, it's hard (laughs) to relate with stuff like that, where you're like, oh, yeah, Melissa's scowling now, (laughs) everyone, just so you know. So I don't think there's been any big news in the past week. There has been a few more online interactions with people just kind of explaining it and stuff. But crazily enough, we're still just standing by. Like, somebody asked, are you still showing Rocky Horror for October? Mm-hmm. And my reply was just, we're planning to. We have the dates <laughs> we booked. We think so. <laughs> but there's nothing stopping Disney from tomorrow saying Dude, it's done. That would be the worst, though, for October. Yeah. It's like, oh. okay, honestly, if you're going to do it, please November, please just not I, October. I want to get through the year. I want to just play it forever, but I want to get through the year, and worst, worst case scenario, November, they say to us, December's your last one. Because it would just be nice, not just for publicity reasons, but yeah. it would just be nice to have a last one for the absent friend Shadowcast to know, for our regulars to know. Yeah. And I don't go see Rocky Horror every month I go see it at Halloween even every other Halloween sometimes but I want to be there for the last one yeah. you know that's something hopefully we'll know it's the last one yes yeah. exactly hopefully it's not the last one yeah <laughs> so we'll never know then Perfect. there'll never be so, a last one although it would be sort of cool to have like Halloween be the last one like I don't want that but yeah. if somehow that were to happen it would make it would be poetic yes but sad yeah so we don't know so that's all we can say we don't know but that's what we're talking about (laughs) but that's all we know well I went to Quinn's last night and somebody there was like yeah so I hear uh, Disney's leaving alone Rocky Horror Picture Show and I'm like well I don't know for sure (laughs) yeah like It's, it's a rumbling but nobody really knows a bunch of people have said that but I'm like they haven't put out a press release saying hey everybody yeah, we're gonna yeah. like and like I said the, we know so far we should try to book some more stuff but we lucked out like a few months ago we booked Alien and Aliens yeah. both because it was Alien's 40th anniversary or Alien 40th anniversary 
but also because we knew like we might not get another chance at this. Yeah. Sound of Music. We couldn't get Sound of Music, and yeah. that's all we know. And so far, we have Die Hard booked for December 23rd, and Rocky booked for its normal kind of whole bunch of October yeah, yeah. dates, and then November, December. And it'd be so funny if they're like, you can have Alien Resurrection, or you can have, yeah. like, Attack of the Clones, or something. Like, I mean, not to say those are bad movies, How dare but, you? Yeah, I think that would be, the if you're going to be, like, you know, semi-trollish anyway, they should yeah. just be like, yeah, you can't have the classics, but you can have, like, another 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, I wrote, I don't think I talked about this last week, but I wrote a little article for House of Targ for their zine, and he has pointed out that in the last few months, we've screened stuff from Paramount and... Universal mm-hmm. and from DreamWorks and they all let us play stuff. Yeah, you know. So there's still DreamWorks or DreamWorks. That was a bad thing. I should have said uh, Boo. MGM. Yes. I'm, okay, let, let's get off topic here. I'm confused about DreamWorks because DreamWorks is still producing stuff with like the DreamWorks stamp on it. Like mostly, yeah, like but I, I haven't seen their I haven't seen their logo on anything in years. So is it a failure? Mm. Like, is it there's no such thing as Spielberg SKG anymore? Right away, Spielberg went yeah. to work for other people, and I think there was well, some animosity also, there. Uh, Steve Jobs or something, or there was some yeah. Microsoft I know, I know Gaff- David Geffen is the G, I think. Yes, so Spielberg. Yeah, David Katzenberg. Geffen, Katzenberg, Spielberg. Oh, I'm so good. It but, doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, yeah. No, they're still around. I think yeah, maybe I think they they're just doing exist. animation now. Yeah, mm. and I think the big thing is like Spielberg right away kind of went to Paramount and did an Indiana Jones movie and did some other stuff and they were like hey you just made DreamWorks why aren't you just working here it was weird it was supposed to be the next thing yeah yeah and they just couldn't make the DreamWorks yeah I think it's just animation because I saw hmm. something recently that had the DreamWorks logo on it that we screened and by recently Ooh. like the last year <laughs> yeah that's how my recent works what was, was it, it? Uh, was it it was like Pro- Storks or something Proudfoot or Bigfoot one of those one? One, of, one of those animations Smallfoot or yeah that was it it had a Yeti involved I believe yeah. yeah, yeah, it was the Yeti was one. Was it the Yeti yeah. one? Yeah, Smallfoot? Yeah. I think that's right. I didn't see it, but, you know, I'm sure it was great. And I think it's almost like with Image Comics back in the day, it didn't take them long to go back to Marvel and DC in some capacity Yeah, for a lot of them. And I think it's the same as that. I, I think, too, maybe Spielberg was like, oh, I don't want to run a studio. I want to make movies. Yeah, just everyone except McFarlane uh, yeah. went back. No, Eric, he's trying to do the uh, Spawn stuff. Eric Larson. Well, of course, you're, you're I didn't feel I should name yes. him since it's my name also. I thought you, that would be inappropriate. Your to parents say. named you after <laughs> him, right? I am savage and somewhat dragon-esque, <laughs> yeah. I suppose. I don't know. Off topic. Independent studios are successful. Kind of smaller stuff. Like, I think, you know, Lionsgate, I think, does really well. Yeah. A24's been doing really well. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, like, for the big guys, I, I don't even know if you can anymore. Like, it's... It's kind of like the old thing of, like, there used to be budgets all the way in between. Yeah. And now all that exists is $100 million... Or, sorry, $200 million budget movies or $10 million budget movies. Yeah. And that $50 million is really rare. Mm-hmm. So you have to have no money or a lot of money. Yeah, and it's interesting the ones, too, that d- d- just kind of pick up for reasonable costs the stuff at, like, pre-film festival or, like, like uh, the one who didn't pick up Mandy and they just picked up the other cage flick. Like, it's interesting those where they just, I don't know if they actually take the money and invest in their own from the ground up or if they're just like, we're going to wait around till the thing's all completely done and throw money at it and then, boom, that's it. Yeah, I think a lot of them, it's like, it's after the fact. Like, you'll see sometimes Martin Scorsese has an executive producer credit on something. Yeah. And sometimes that's the movie was done and his executive producer credit is basically he pointed at it and went, that's a good movie that I want to get behind. Yeah, somebody buy this. Yeah. Like, like just like, uh, I mean, Tarantino used to do that back in the day as well with some stuff. Yeah. 
just we didn't really have anything to do with it. <laughs> or know? Wes Craven prison. Oh god, so many of those. <laughs> there was even Eli Roth ones for a while where I was like, is, yeah. is this selling your movie? Like, with all due respect. And then that bothered me as a side note because then people were like, oh, Eli Roth directed this. And you're like, no. Yeah. And that happened to the guy who did uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Maybe, maybe it's the second one, but he did that cop car movie with Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. And he had done that. I think it was called Clown. And uh, so Eli Roth, you know, presented it. I think and Clown was shot in Ottawa, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it, 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 it was just one of those things where it's like the one guy wrote and directed it. Who, and this, you know, uh, the known person had nothing to do with it, but that's the thing everyone associates with. And it's, yeah. and it's fine. You know, if I'm that guy, it's like, sure, well, you helped me sell my movie and now I have my own career. That's cool. But it's just funny. Uh, and the same with Tarantino, just so many movies where you're like, oh, he made Mighty Peking Man? And you're like, no, no, I think he just liked it and put his name on it to help. Well, that's like, if you go back 30 or 40 years, you can see the change where the original Star Wars trilogy, especially for Empire and Jedi, George Lucas was executive producer. And that was it. He was the only executive producer credited on that movie. Mm -hmm. And you see where he may not have been on set every day or anything, but there's all kinds of behind-the-scenes proof that he was involved oh, yeah and he was shooting second unit and he mm -hmm. was rewriting things and whatever cut to nowadays an executive producer could mean nothing yeah i watched something just the other day here and just the producer credits did not stop <sighs> oh god yeah. and it was like a block it went through actors and score and cinematography and then it was like six producers yeah, associate producer yeah. executive producer just producer and then sometimes <laughs> the executive producer block is like eight people including a couple of the stars yeah. because that's just a throwaway they're For like sure. we'll give you that credit and I think both because it's an extra paycheck and yeah. it's some illusion of involvement in the production yeah. and it probably knocks down their costs slightly you know if you're like yeah. oh, take five mil less and you get points on being yeah. a producer but nowadays too and even with Kickstarter now you'll see some little independent movie and they'll be you give us ten thousand dollars you get to be an executive producer. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> it's kind of fun. And that's the kind of thing, like, if I was rich, I would just do that all the time. I'd be like, look at all these movies I produced. Oh, yeah. Well, you saw that in our big planet, there's rich nerds. Yeah. And when Mystery Science Theater made five million bucks on their Kickstarter, when their initial hope was a fraction of yeah, that. Yeah, like maybe a hundred thousand or Yeah, million, like they were hoping at minimal. And I think Joel is honest, where he was like, to get enough to make a pilot, essentially. And then they made enough to make a whole season and a Christmas special. Yeah. and so. But I gave my 100 bucks and got my mug and my t-shirt. But if I was a millionaire, yeah. and I think it was a lot, but it was something like for $50,000, for $25,000, you can fly to the set, hang out, get an executive producer credit, go to like a meal with the crew kind of thing. <laughs> and I, I would have done that 100%. <laughs> yeah. If 25000 or $50,000 was the equivalent of $100 for me, yeah. In a second, I would have given up that money. That would be amazing. To go and get to hang out on the set. So that happens a lot too, I think, yeah. where people with a disposable income will be like, sure. Yeah, because there's usually only like one or two of those or something like that as, yeah. as a perk because, you know, that's just not something most people could afford. We should do that here. We'll do, we'll do a singular Kickstarter with one offer. Oh, man. And it's like a million dollars to be called the... John Smith presents yeah. Mayfair Theater. <laughs> man, it'd be, I wonder what we could charge to have someone present a cinema. Because, well, like, that's, that's, there's appeal to that, man. Well, I went to the NAC on Sunday night to see... Oh, shoot, what was it called? Come From Away? What's that one? It's about 9-11 when all the oh, planes God. landed in Newfoundland. 
It's a humorous, sad story about all these Americans stuck in Newfoundland Jeez. because all the planes had to land. I didn't. I mean, is this the first time hearing? That's it? a true story. That's I thought that story. was a made-up bit that you were. No, no, no. <laughs> it, 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 it won. I think it won a bunch of Tonys and everything. So it was very good. Wow. We walked into the NAC and I noticed there's a big wall and it's like super gold diamond donors. And sometimes <laughs> it's like a company, but sometimes it's just a name. Yeah. And I'm like, I would like you know, Jim and Joan Smith to give us a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And so there's people in Ottawa with money to burn and for that money I'm sure they get, you know, season tickets and whatever and this and that. But all we need is some super rich Mayfair fan to give us a bunch of money. Man. And then we'd be then we could play all kinds of stuff we don't play now. We're getting there. I mean like Tom Cruise, you know, he's got the He's got money. He likes Ottawa. Come on. Yeah. We love Scientology. Scientology (laughs) Mayfair Theater. Mayfair? Yeah. yeah, we've seen Battlefield Earth. Uh, in fact, been... when Scientology was at the Mayfair, I was sad that nobody else came because I was just curious to see what was going to go down. <laughs> and with no disrespect to the local Scientology, we're just stating facts, one person showed up. Oh. Oh. And, and that blew my mind because I thought they were a thing. But maybe it's just like the members are already like, we get it. Like, we're yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> this was like a recruitment driver. Yeah, thing. they were like, oh, that again? We're already in. We don't got to watch that movie. Man, I wonder if that one person was already a Scientologist or if they're just like, I'm just seeing how the other half live. I think it was just somebody who always comes to our free movies and is like, like you know, the kind of people who, who go to all the free movies and. The kind of people who show up and are like, is this a free movie? And yeah, like, no, yeah. it's just a movie. Give us your money. You, do I get a free popcorn? He's like, yeah. it comes with a terrible curse. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Here, take this monkey's pop. Yeah, I'll still have it, but yeah. Okay, so let's chat about our movies. Collector's item this week. Oh. Our paper flyers are in color. Yeah. I don't know it's if living anyone, color. will people notice that it's different? It just happened by mistake. Our printer just made them. Oh, man, and that's the same flyer you gave that lady that you ran out of. No, was, no, that was before they arrived. Oh, was it? Okay, uh, yeah, someone someone was driving by, literally, I don't even think it was a red light, and she just stopped and was like, can you hand me a flyer? Uh, and yeah, Andrew's people, like, sure, and he, people do that. I couldn't believe it. I was like, there are cars coming. That's crazy. Yeah, but not one of the color ones, so we're still good. Let's do a rundown of what we have this week. We have a bunch of stuff because we have a bunch of one-night-only things. And they're all cool. And they're all cool. So, for new stuff, Britney Runs a Marathon, a new comedy that was a Sundance Audience Award winner, Ooh. and Grand Jury Prize nominee. Nice. I think the funniest thing about this movie is it looks like a British movie. It, lo- it looks yeah. like it should be, it's kind of that, you know, woman who's not having a great time in her life <laughs> and decides to do something big to change her life. Like and a mo- Kate Winslet type Yeah, it's, it seems like that kind of thing. Or like Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg yeah. did this movie, didn't he? Oh yeah, he? that run, uh, run, was it run, 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 yeah. run, 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 uh, yeah, so Britney Runs a Marathon we have coming up this week. Okay, am I pronouncing this right? L-U-C-E. Is it loose? I think it's loose, yeah. I think it's loose. Loose. Yeah. Would you th- what's the option? Luce? Could be Lucy. Lucy. Well, that, that, would have, oh. that, would, that would have an H. Yeah. See, that's what I was thinking. I don't know. So so, so we think loose is... Like, Somebody named Loose is listening yeah. and either happy or furious yeah, with us. We haven't seen the movie, so we don't even know what the context is. This has got a lot of buzz. I've seen... The actors on various talk shows, I think on Colbert and stuff like that. And it has to do with a all-star student at a high school and then something bad happens to him. Or he gets caught maybe doing something that might have been bad. Okay. I don't want to say too much because I don't know what's a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. So it's a high school, a student is suspicious something of something happens. bad happening to him. <laughs> and that's the conflict between the parents and the faculty. But it's got 
Oscar winner Octavia Spencer mm. and nominees Naomi Watts and Tim Roth. Good. And it was also that's two in a row a Sundance Grand Jury Prize nominee. And it said it's the most provocative movie of the festival. Yeah. And I thought it said the most proactive movie of the festival, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, what is it doing? I was like, ah, that is not ah, at all what yes. it says. But that's I haven't seen uh, Tim Roth in something in a while. I feel like I mean he must have been in. He did a bunch of TV was, stuff, but then he was in Hateful Eight. He wasn't in uh, Hollywood, was he? Or like he what he is? He was, but he was cut out. Okay, that's what it was. There you go. What? Yeah, harsh. Yep. Aren't they friends? What? Why would you cut out? I don't think it was personal. Well, because the movies are like three hours. But they're gonna. There's talk of them doing maybe a miniseries out of it. So just just so they can get Tim Roth, probably. I'm not sure. Imagine that. I always imagine. I'm sure it's almost like there's a really good scene in that Brad Pitt baseball movie. Oh uh, yeah, Moneyball. 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 Where they're all stressed because they're gonna trade somebody, and oh, I don't want to do you. And the guy comes in, he's like, whatever. Goes well, you've been traded to St. Louis, and he goes, okay. Right now? Yeah. Okay, thanks. And I think that might be the reaction of some veteran actors where if Quentin phones up Tim and is like, hey, uh, the movie's three hours long yeah. and we cut your scene. He'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he's listed in the credits. So oh. it's like a courtesy? Yeah. You get that. Does it and other people, like... other people were cut. What's his name? James Marston was cut. Apparently mm. he played Burt Reynolds in the movie. Oh, weird. What? So a few people were cut. Damn. And then Burt Reynolds didn't make it to the yeah. movie. Yeah. No. <laughs> so that's a whole other uh, thing, but uh, interesting. We'll talk more about that we'll when we get that later. later. <laughs> Very excited that we have, for a couple days, scary stories to tell in the dark. So unexpected. And we only have for a couple days because we're packed with Ottawa Film Society this week and a couple of the rentals, so there would have been more 9 p.m. slots free. So might come back, you never know, but catch it while you can. We have it on Friday the 13th, ah. and then an encore screening on Monday. This is really interesting. I thought the Scary Stories books were from the 90s or the 2000s yeah because they're completely off my radar and there's something that I would have loved as a kid and I looked it up today and the first one's from 1984 well that's odd and I've never heard of these before and evidently they're super they're precursor to Goosebumps you've never I have never heard of them because this was my childhood okay like this was massive in grade school like this was like we're allowed to get this book out you know this was like our gospel so maybe they were like on the shelves when I was a kid and then took a couple of years and became super popular when you were a kid. Probably, yeah, because I would have been, I was born in 82. I yeah. would have been in, God, that would that would have been like grade three probably when I first read them, something like that, you know, so. When I first heard about this well, movie. Were they aimed at kids? Like aimed at like yeah, or whatever? Yeah, like they're for kids, like because the stories themselves aren't too bad. It was the illustrations that were horrific. Yeah. And like, I don't know if parents quite realized how frightening they were. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, they're quote unquote for kids. Which is why it's funny, like, because it's PG-13, but and everyone's like, oh, it's not restricted. And you're like, yeah, because it's based on kids' books. Yeah, and I've read a couple of things that, I mean, in Canada, it's 14A, PG-13, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that they specifically were like, yeah, we're going for that. We want 14-year-olds to come see it on their yeah. own. We want it, like, so it's, it's scary, but it's not like a crazy bloodbath. No, no. Like, no. disturbing. It's, it's creepy monsters, yeah. but it's kids... Kids horror. And that, yeah, that's the thing. Like, there was really no blood in the books, from what I can recall. Like, it, but it was just, you know, plays with your head. Because they're just creepy images. Like, they're not gory, per se. But I'll bring... I have the three-book collection. I'll bring it in for you. So, it, it's there's three books, and yeah, that's it. that's it. 
Did the writer go on to do other things? Um, I think I think so, but not like this was kind of it. it. And and the the controversy for that was that they got the Harry Potter illustrator to do new, not scary in in the two thousands. So now, like, it, I think they've now been repressed or whatever you want to call it. But there was, like, a time there where people were getting these. And they're like, what the hell is this? Because it was just BS, like, not scary illustrations. And not, like, so they basically edited them. That's so interesting. And, uh, yeah, and I, think, I think it was Stephen uh, Gamble, I think, was the original artist. And so, like, it, those are the ones to get. And, the, God, it is so, you, you'll love them. Like. Well, that's the one thing. Like, I've seen a couple of the posters. And I haven't seen the trailer yet, actually. Everybody who's a fan is like, yeah, they captured those monsters yeah. perfectly in the movie. For so. sure. Like, I I wasn't, I didn't think I would see this in a theater, but, like, now I'm obviously coming to the, the next thing you're going to say. So yes. I'm like, well, if I'm going to be here anyway, i got to see this childhood memory. So if you're coming on Friday the 13th for Scary Stories, be sure to buy a ticket and stick around for... Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh, <laughs> you didn't say it in your scary voice. I don't know if you have a scary voice. I'm too wet, I guess. Yeah, it's true. 30th anniversary screening, once-in-a-lifetime really screening is. of a 30th anniversary of Jason Takes Manhattan. It's fun. Jason Takes Vancouver. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> it's really what it is, but with a few scenes uh, in, in New York, but... Man, it's fun. And I was grilling Josh last night because it, it, initially it said Friday 13th 7 on our website. Oh, and yeah. I was like, yeah, that Andrew. Was, that was my fault because it, it said the Roman numerals were cut off. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want people to think it was Friday the 13th. Roman numerals? Five. They didn't even teach us that in school. <laughs> Yeah, it's, and it's so funny because like stuff like that, it doesn't really matter. And for the average person, they're not even going to notice the difference between no. a 7 or an 8. But I find it hilarious because there is that subsect that has to be like, actually, <laughs> it's it's number 8, you know. Yeah, and, they'll still come and yeah, see the movie. They'll come to tell you that and then be like, well, I'll still stay. Well, it's like nerds at their worst when if they're complaining about J.J. Abrams' Star Trek or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but you're going to be first in line to buy the ticket to yeah. the next J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie. It's like The Last Jedi. Yeah. Like, I'm done with Star Wars until the next one comes out. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, probably won't buy several more tickets, though. Then, to continue our one night only cult movie status, Surfer Teen Confronts Fear oh, man. returns for an encore screening. It's so... So this is a Christian movie? It's super, I, yeah. Yeah, it's... They like, I haven't seen... You've seen it? I, yeah. Yeah, and, and like, I don't think they're a, as obvious about that as they could be, but, like, it, like in the movie they are, but, like, in the advertising and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, in the advertising not, you can't. Yeah, they're not hitting you over the head with it, but it's... It's just like about half an hour in, you're going to be like, wait a minute, like, <laughs> this is starting to feel a little preachy. And it's only rated PG, and that's the thing, it's kind of like a... Well, you can tell, because it's like the PG on the poster is like the size of your face. <laughs> yeah, so I think his push was, and it's funny that we're playing it right before the room, Yeah. that kind of like a lot of that subgenre of filmmaker right now, they don't want to be compared to Tommy. Yeah. Because they don't think they're a bad movie. They don't think they're a cult movie. Yeah. So he made a PG movie to try to, like, help the kids with whatever. Yeah. It's exactly like The Room. Like, it feels <laughs> like The Room. It, but it, it's that thing where you can't fake that. That is an artist trying to give his voice to the world. Yeah. It's so good. And, and it, like, co-stars his son playing his son. And he's playing, like, oh, my God. It's just, like, it's so fun. Like, it's honestly, it's a blast. It was crazy. Yeah. And you, <laughs> much like these movies sometimes, my favorite is when you're sitting three or four seats over from somebody and not angrily, but they just kind of go like, what is happening? And they're yeah. just... Especially in the last half hour, like, there's, like, a weird twist where you're just like, what? Yeah. There's a green screen shot, and I can't remember 
what the context is, but it's two of the characters sitting on on a pier, I think. And there might be you might remember there's like a boat or maybe like an aircraft carrier behind them, and a seagull flies over, and that same damn seagull flies past like ten times. That was a green screen. It was so good. Looping this like seamless. Yeah, it's like the old Flintstones cartoons where he like runs past the same tree ten times. Oh, it was so bad. And it it's also so like, we pointed out before that like, although it's called Surfer, there's very little surfing till the last 20 minutes of the movie, where yeah. it's basically just surfing. A lot of surfing. And like, surfing. that's it. Like, there's, it just sort of like, he surfs out till the credits, pretty much. And it's funny, because it's 98 minutes, so if it had been, you know, oh, 78 minutes, I'd be like, yeah, he was just padding it out to be a feature film. Yeah. But, man, it's a lot of just surfing. And there's kind of poetry over it, isn't there? I mean, it depends what your, <laughs> yeah. your view of poetry is. But there's also there's a few lines where he, like, kind of blows the line but keeps it in anyway. And just, like, because it's like a soliloquy. And you're like, you know, it's like we took 200 takes and that was the best one, you know? like, And I'm, I, I'm really not, I don't know if he'll ever hear this podcast. I'm really not ripping on the guy. Like, it, it is very entertaining yeah. and fun. And again, you know, you don't want to be like Tommy because you see that in a bad way. But, like, Tommy's a very successful independent filmmaker. Oh, yeah. And he made a movie that people love all around the world. So it's like, yeah. I think you kind of do want to be like Tommy. <laughs> I really do look at it glass half full for that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's kind of what Tim Burton did with Ed Wood of, like, yeah, it was horrible. But he really did bring joy. And right. he didn't end as well as he could have. Yeah. But he did it. There's all kinds of people out there who are like, I want to make a movie, yeah. and do not. Yeah, and so sure. uh, uh, with that comparison too, like with the the Dolomite uh, movie that's coming out. Apparently, I've heard it's like I think the quote I read was like it's like a black Ed Wood, okay, which sounds yeah. kind of weird, but it's the same writers who did Ed Wood. Oh, I like those guys. Yeah, yeah, so like I don't know if we'll like hopefully we'll they'll let it out of the Netflix vault and we'll get to see it. Uh, yeah, but like Find I, it tiff right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, and we so could I'm, get it. Like that's uh, but I just I'm so fascinated with those stories of like yeah these low budget. I mean like Dolomite, I, that's a fun movie. Like that's almost I put it a little bit above yeah. the average Ed Wood film, but. Yeah. But you know, I have a lot of respect for independent filmmakers who can get their vision on the screen. Oh, yeah. So speaking of, as we just mentioned, The Room is back for its 121st consecutive oh, month. God, I Bonkers. forgot 120 already. Yeah. And it's already <laughs> over. Like. So that means it'll be 125 in January. Is it, yeah. And it was December or January. I can't remember. It's all We've hit there. a really nice pace just by crazy happenstance where it's a little bit easier to remember on our end because it's like, 100 112 124 so we're on we're on like a perfect calendar for going up by 12 on every december kind yeah. of thing. so i hadn't thought about that yeah it's very clever that's that's, that's what i'll remember now that's why we planned it that way man and last movie to mention is the tony alva story which is presented by top of the world and it's a skateboarding documentary that stuff like this always does well for us when a popular local shop like Top of the World or some other group gets behind it because really we'll have every skateboarder in Ottawa will be here to see this movie because yeah. I don't know who Tony Alva is but he's very popular I feel yeah. if you've seen that documentary uh, like Lords of Dogtown yeah or Dogtown and Z-Boys Dogtown and Z-Boys do he's, he's in that he's like he was one of the original skateboarding superstars of the 70s yeah. so he must have so he was like really big so oh, someone yeah. would have played him in Lords of Dogtown yeah yeah and I was confused as to why Josh Brolin was in the trailer, but it's because he was in oh, uh, uh, a skateboarding movie. Uh, like, oh, Thrashing? Yeah, Thrashing. I was going to say Rad. And it's like, crazy that's not a, yeah, no, Rad is BMX. Yeah, he, <laughs> he looks like, like Josh Brolin's not fat, but he's, he's big, you yeah. know? And in, in the Thrashing poster, he's thin and he's like, you know, 15 or whatever. Yeah. You wouldn't recognize him. 
but I guess Tony Alva might have been like a either was in it and or a consultant on oh, it yeah, or a trainer on it or something. So. I, I watched it a couple of months ago because like they had been playing it in the park, like uh, Dundonald Park. Oh yeah. So it was like of all the random things, but the the skate shops right around the corner. So I think uh, they probably partnered with it. Probably yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. But yeah, so that's coming up and and will be a popular evening I'm sure because they're good at spreading the word about their skateboarding documentaries it's short too I was shocked yeah I'm always interested in that so it's under an hour yeah so and I mean and there's there's nothing in the rule book saying how long something should be despite this weird false preconception that feature film has to be over 60 minutes or Mm -hmm. whatever it's weird it's just a movie's a movie just by modern terms you would think 80 to 90 minutes is a movie but really I looked it up for the Academy Awards. It's sixty minutes. Oh, so, but but I I don't know when the last time a sixty minute movie was up for an Oscar. Yeah. But every time a movie's at like fifty four minutes or fifty six minutes, I'm like, especially a skateboarding movie. I'm like, just do like Surfer, yeah. just pad it yeah, out yeah. with some if, skateboarding. If only there was some more skateboarding <laughs> Skate, footage. Skateboarding and poetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. all we want. And maybe a shark. There's, yeah. there's no shark, but still. So that is everything we have for this week for the week of September thirteenth through the nineteenth. We booked so many movies recently, so do go check out our website. Just a ton of stuff ranging two, from... Uh, James Franco movies. Two James oh, Franco man. movies. That's random. By and Bizarre. One of them sounds like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It like, does, actually. Yeah, it was set in Hollywood in 1969. Yeah, and I was like, is this just like complete coincidence? Not only is it complete coincidence, it's because it's one of these movies, like Cabin in the Woods or something, yeah. that has sat on a shelf yeah, for a couple it was years. Yeah, like years ago. So weird. So Tarantino ripped him off. Yeah. Oh, you heard Andrew. (laughs) That's so weird though. Like, cause it will, we'll have them about the same time or within weeks. Pretty much. Yeah. More or less. So that's kind of fun. We have a Linda Ronstant documentary and we have the new Takashi Mike film. Mike. 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 Takashi Mike. Takashi. I prefer Takashi Mike. 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 Uh, A really cool, weird comedy called Greener Grass. And then Dr. Ruth is coming for a visit on oh, October 21st. That's going to be... Just in time for Halloween. People are getting pretty excited about that. That's going to be packed. Yeah. yeah. And that is just because her son is a fan of the Mayfair. Yeah. Because people are like, you should charge more. And we're like, well, we're not... We didn't, like, track her down. And, yeah. Like, we're not paying for a hotel. She's <laughs> yeah. staying at her son's spare room. Yeah. You know? it's probably a nice place. Yep. So... She's just sleeping on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's all good, man. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. Go visit our friends at House of Targ across the street. You can find us on MayfairTheater.ca and Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Feel free to take a moment and like us or retweet us or spread the word about us. Yeah. That all helps with getting more ears listening to our podcast and more people into the Mayfair. And come and get yourself a full-color uh, printout. As yeah, well. while supplies last. <laughs> yeah, that's a collector's yeah. item. I'm going to make a t-shirt out of it. Yeah, that might be the only one we ever have. Yeah, probably, because I told them. <laughs> yeah, but, I freaked out on yeah, them. How you? Yeah, I was so excited to see that. I was like, wait, this is a mistake. <laughs> We'll see you soon at the Mayfair for more cool movies. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, I'm so excited for Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Yay. And then Saturday the 12th. No, wait. Saturday the 14th. Saturday. Are we playing that next? Yeah. Don't tell <laughs> anyone. Secret. Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. New York has a new problem. Rated R. Now playing at theaters everywhere.